You're listening to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast with FOIA leaders, Bill Harmon and Heather Lavalley, tackling all things from 401ks to HSAs and everything in between. We're talking to the best and brightest in the industry to bring you the latest in health, wealth, and investment trends in the workplace. Come along with us on our journey to help all Americans become well-planned, well-invested, and well-protected. Welcome back to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast. I'm joined today again by my friend, colleague, and co-host, Bill Harmon. Bill, great to see you as always. Hey, great to see you too, Heather. And thanks. It's great to be back with everyone today. And, you know, this is a great episode. I'm excited about it because in one of our very first episodes, we talked with our colleague, Jeff Simony, about pooled employer plans. And since then, the industry conversation has broadened to what I like to call the pooled plan space with several considerations for employees today, such as MEPs and PEPs and legislation that could create even more opportunity. So we've invited someone here today who was truly an expert, a veteran, really a pioneer in the field to talk more broadly about some of the insights she's learned along the way. And that's Scarlett Ungurian. And she's the executive director of ABA Retirement Funds, or you'll hear us reference ABARF. What many might not know is that the ABARF program established by the American Bar Association, has provided a retirement, a real robust retirement offering to organizations in the legal community for nearly 60 years. With approximately 4,000 plan sponsor clients, the program is certainly one of the first MEP-like offerings in the industry, and we're really excited to talk more about that today. So welcome, Scarlett. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about our program and our vision. I'm very excited about being here. So Scarlett, The ABARF is truly a leader in the multiple employer plan space with nearly 60 years of experience. Can you tell us a little bit more about the program and how it got started as a leading retirement plan provider in the multiple plan space? Sure. We are not a multiple employer plan. I will clarify that. Our program did start in 1963. It provided a solution to lawyers who were sole proprietors and who didn't have a retirement savings vehicle. So our program is really set up to allow any employer in the legal community to adopt the program with a turnkey retirement solution. As you would imagine, the program has evolved over time. We've expanded the number and type of investment options that we have. I think we started with four. We were first adopter of the self-directed brokerage accounts option, and we offered retirement date funds pretty much earlier than many plans. And most recently, we added a retiree menu And that's for those participants that are nearing or are in retirement. And there are targeted educational components in what we call the retiree toolbox. And we've got investment options that really focus on retiree objectives like capital preservation. And so we've got a really robust solution. Employers have a fiduciary responsibility that are reduced for the retirement plan itself, really to the selection and monitoring of the program as to its suitability. So the employer isn't responsible for the selection of the service providers or the investment options. So it's a really, it's a really good solution. And as I said, it is turnkey. So Scarlett, I'm going to have you expand on that a little bit. And you touched on some of the unique aspects of the program that you're offering to participants, but can you elaborate on that a little bit more and would like to get a better understanding around what are some of the specific needs that may be unique to participants within the ABA, RF, and You talked a little bit about retirement savings, you know, folks approaching retirement. Are there other needs that you're looking to address that may be unique within ABA RF? Our employers are unique because they're in the legal community, but for the most part, we're not unique. Everyone is looking to accumulate the most. 
in terms of participants by the end of their career, their working career. And then they're trying to determine how to draw from their retirement money pool. One of the characteristics that's consistent in the legal community is really managing education debt. As you might imagine, going through law school is a very expensive endeavor. And we're also looking at emergency savings and how we can help our participants deal with that. You know, Scarlett, and it's been great working with you since I joined Voya, and I love what you do, but it really feels like the package that you've put together. It's, it's such a robust and tight package that for a lot of these firms are saying, what do I need to do? How do I start my plan? You've really made it easy for them to do so. And so again, kudos to you and the program for that. You're a leader in this space. Can you talk a little bit more about what's worked over the years and maybe what types of solutions that you've implemented? Or you mentioned a couple you're looking at implementing, but what, what's been successful? If I look at the space in terms of these pooled plans that may be coming to fruition, I think what's going to happen is they're going to be difficult to differentiate between the services or products. And that's where we've become a leader. And so there are a number of areas that we've really refined and found our value proposition. And these characteristics are important to our program. And therefore, I think it's important to the broad pool plan space. So if I were someone in the marketplace, whether you're a buyer or a seller or someone that's helping a buyer, I would recommend that you look for the following. It really is something that's near and dear to our heart. One is the innovation, like I mentioned, and it's got to do with the retiring menu that I described. The other is our program at one point was fully bundled with one provider. And we actually unbundled everything and have best-in-class providers. So we've got a record keeper. We have a trustee that also acts as an investment fiduciary. And then we've got our self-directed brokerage account provider. And because we're so large in terms of uh, combining all of these employers, we are, have been able to negotiate service standards and some of them with financial penalties. So that's been very important and something that if I were a buyer, I would want to see that there's sufficient scale to be able to negotiate these types of arrangements and actually hold providers accountable for the services that they are providing. And then I think it's important, and we emphasize this a lot, is that providers really understand and employers understand the fiduciary responsibilities that the organization that they're selecting in terms of what are they going to offer and do they have a conflict of interest? So are they conflicted because they're selecting their own funds? Are they conflicted because they're making the most money from those types of options that they're recommending or selecting for the provider or selecting by the provider? And also being lawyers, there's also fine print. And to ensure that you've read the fine print, we're very much about transparency. And I think that's going to be very important for the pooled plans going forward. And whether there's going to be a cost to join, is there a cost to join, is there a cost to leave, and so forth. So it's really important for buyers, consultants, and so forth to understand really what's included in the total cost, which ones are, which ones aren't, because they definitely add up. And then don't forget about the old school, which we emphasize a lot, is client service. And so we make sure that we give good client service, and I feel that's uh, really important. So those are the lessons that we've learned over time. And we've been able to really identify our value proposition. And I would suggest that anyone out there that's looking to initiate one of these pool type plans 
really think about all these aspects. And if you're a buyer, definitely check it out because it's going to be really important for you to be able to differentiate between this really crowded market space because it's going to be very confusing for everyone. And so that's how we differentiate ourselves from others that may be joining um, this space. I want to thank you and the program, but we've had a partnership now approaching 30 years together. And you've mentioned their attorneys. So the board is made up of attorneys. And we have learned so much that we've been able to apply big thinking and so on because of that partnership. You were talking about those great guidance for the listeners that might be thinking about this and questions to ask. It's good because this the multiple plan space has grown over the past few years. And there's been a lot of questions, a lot of interest. Many think that it will continue to grow as we look into 2022 and beyond. So as the marketplace adopts some of these new opportunities, are you, are you optimistic about um, the adoption? Or are you concerned? Do you think that this pool plan space will continue to flourish? I think it's going to be overcrowded. I don't think that it's necessarily going to work as those that are launching anticipate how the way it's going to work. So I believe it's early days. I believe that we'll have to wait and see how it unfolds, but I'm not, you know, not that necessarily that optimistic relative to the competition that's going to be out there, the scale you need to actually manage fees and to keep fees as low as possible. So I don't, I don't believe that it's going to be something that is going to hit the ground running and um, really be successful from uh, day one, because there really are a lot of organizations that are starting to put their toe in the water. I'm not aware of how many have launched and so forth. So I'm really, I'm really not sure at this point, Bill, what, it, what it's going to look like. As we get to the end of our program, I first want to thank you. And, and I want to summarize because you've provided our, our listeners with some just really fantastic advice and particularly for potential buyers in a pooled environment, you know, such as the importance of innovation, um, the importance of client servicing, transparency, consideration of a best-in-class provider who is able to operate at scale, and then finally, the role of the fiduciary. And so I think those are just so many key themes um, all wrapped up into those five key points. But let me bring it back to you have been well ahead of the curve for decades on how you're bringing these programs to clients. And really my question for you is, as you think about the role that these types of benefits play in recruiting and retention for both plan-sponsored clients and their workforce, knowing that this has become even more important as we're you know, in sort of this great resignation, how do you think the war on talent might impact small employers such as law firms that you know, ABA RF supports and how is that shaping your approach? I think it may help. I think employees are looking for many different things like work from home and so forth. But I believe that for recruiting and so forth and retention, that it will help because individuals are looking for what else can I get from my employer. And based on surveys, I understand that employees are looking to their employers for different solutions. Like um, I didn't mention this, but the health savings accounts that we've added recently, it's really a separate account but it's something that it's really all bundled into the employer and so forth. So I believe that that will help retain and hopefully attract as well. But I'm not sure it's going to be the be all and end all. I believe it's going to be one factor that employers should highlight that it's really an important aspect of saving for retirement. Now, I know when you're younger, you don't necessarily consider, you know, retirement's a long way away. But based on some of the tools that we have, 
we project how much an individual would have at retirement and therefore encourages individuals to save more. So I believe it will be a good tool, but um, it's again, it's a wait and see, unfortunately, but we've got a great product, a great solution, a great turnkey solution that helps employers really position it for their employees. Well, and Scarlett, it sounds like, you know, you and your team at ABARF are really thinking about the broad needs of participants, whether it's helping them figure out, you know, how to pay for education, the HSA program you just mentioned, retirement, and, and making sure people have the right uh, ability to save and then enjoy, enjoy their uh, retirement savings. So um, I want to say um, on behalf of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us and for all your insights today. We hope our listeners heard some ideas here that might be beneficial for their own work. And a uh, you know, quick a housekeeping note for our listeners, we've got the holidays ahead. And so we're going to take a break until after the new year. So we wish everyone a safe and joyful holiday season and want to share our sincere thanks for tuning into this episode and every episode. And as always, stay well. This information is provided by Voyer for your education only. Neither Voya nor its representatives offer tax or legal advice. Any opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the Voya family of companies or its representatives and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Please consult your tax or legal advisor before making a tax-related investment or insurance decision. Products and services offered through the Voya family of companies.